in a world where we have not posted anything for months. <laughs> we don't know what to talk about, so we're just going to talk about whatever comes to mind. <laughs> this is truly universal. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to Truly Universal, the podcast. Wait, what, what do we say again? It's so been Were so we... long. The podcast where we discuss all about things, things Catholic, Catholic in another universe. universe. This is Mark here. Um, yeah, we've we're back. <laughs> we're back after a long, long time. Well, yeah, as you can see, we don't even have our fearless leader. Um, but we don't talk about Ronin, okay? As we can see. <laughs> so. As we can yeah. see. Oh, yeah. And we're in anarchy, the anarchy. <laughs> I'm already imagining how this is coming out. We're so sorry. <laughs> Wait, what, Ronin? So, so sorry, Ethan, Rens for how you can edit all of this. about rents. Yes. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're back. We, we just wanted to go and, like, touch base with everyone and dive into, like, the things we've been watching and seeing on social media and movies, anime, all that kind of stuff for the past, what, year <laughs> since we've, we, we've seen each other. So, yeah, we got Cam and Meg and Ian and Matt here so we're glad that you can join us for another dive into the many universes that we're going to discuss today so how was the super bowl you guys let's start with the universe of sports and sports commercials and okay so who was on the halftime show it was eminem Dr. Dre, 50 Cent, 50 Cent was a complete surprise. I'm like, I to was, himself like, was he just was he just like doing sit ups on the ceiling the whole mm-hmm. time, and then he decided to like like bend down, and then uh, was Mary J. Blige, yes, uh, Kendrick Lamar, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. Um, Anderson Pack, did you see him? Yeah, he was playing Drumming. the drums. He was just so happy. He didn't even like, get to sing anything. I didn't recognize him. Actually, I know. Yeah. So. It's okay. No one recognized Dr. Dre either. Everyone just thinks of him as headphones. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know, my parents had their friends at the house, and they were watching the halftime show. And I was walking by, and they were just like, "Is that Dr. Dre? Is that Dr. Dre?" And I'm like, "That's Mary J. Blige." What are you? That's interesting. Because <laughs> yeah, like that was. Uh, I saw a tweet about it where um, it was like boomers. Wait, this is the ter- this is a terrible halftime show. Um, Gen Z. What? What is a terrible halftime show? Millennials and Gen Xers. This is fantastic. <laughs> like, yes, this is all the nostalgia that we've been craving for so long. I just didn't like the setup where it's like boxes. Like I felt like I was looking at a Barbie playhouse. You know, like <laughs> all the different rooms. Come on, they Ooh, even have the car look, in front. Let's not look too, look too deeply into that. Yeah. No, it looked like a bunch of trailers. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> well, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I was wondering if. Um, any thoughts on any of the commercials? Anything that stick out to you? 
Bit, uh, Coinbase was, was that the one. That was one of the floating uh, QR codes, yes, right? Yes, that Those one there for like thirty seconds. Yeah, and then you, it's bouncing it's so bouncing fast that you can't even to... aim at your thing unless you like pause the TV. Also, wait, this is an interactive commercial. It was an okay, interactive commercial, for those yeah. listening at home, I did not watch the Super Bowl at no. all. I tried to see how far I could get, but I was with my dog at the vet. So come that. on, G. <laughs> the uh, commercial. Um, so yeah, I, I, I didn't know what it was. I just looked up and so I, yeah, it was Coinbase. Apparently like it, it, it was so much traffic from the website that they had to shut it down for a little bit because yes. you, cause you, once you got, you open an account and they already give you like some Bitcoin or, or like fractions of a Bitcoin or whatever. Like, <laughs> so the whole thing was, it was like the crypto bowl. It was like, now what, what reminded me and I read about this is remember a few years ago before the dot com crash, the Super Bowl right before that was a huge dot com Super Bowl, right? And all those websites that advertise at that Super Bowl, mo- like most of them are gone now. So it's all going away, guys. This is our last. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we are barely five minutes in here. I, know, I, know, I, know. I just think of like Peter Parker like disappearing. <laughs> 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 it's the beginning of the end. Yes. I don't feel so good. You know what other commercial I remember? I, I'm not sure if this is the best example of a good commercial. It's just a commercial that stuck in my mind because of how ridiculous it was. Does anyone remember there was a there was a commercial for uh, a canned water called Liquid Death? Yes. Oh, yes. Wait, can I just Liquid look Death. these up really quick? There was basically yeah. like the premise of the commercial was like it's like these children partying. And you think from the can that it's beer, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it, canned it water. Super, yeah, but it's su- like it these kids music, being right? super like it's like heavy metal in the background. They're going crazy, just... and then it's just like, like the whole premise of it is just like, is it this one? yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes me feel so right now. But it's just like it's like they're partying, and it's yeah. just like we are it's not. Water. Yeah, we are not sponsored by Liquid Death, everybody. <laughs> are... Plot twist: We're just not sponsored. <laughs> we're sponsored by Truly, right? Truly, wink, wink. Yeah, please. Patreon.com slash <laughs> Urban Picks. <laughs> but I was just, I just found it so weird because it's like, okay, it's like marketing water like it's beer. But I was just like, who is this for? Is this for children wanting to, or is this for like older people who want to pretend they're drinking beer, but it's water? Like, I could not you know, there's out. a There's a huge boom now. And like, I keep seeing adver- uh, advertisements. About um, non-alcoholic alcoholic drinks, you know, right? Like they're oh, yeah. styled like, and I'm like, why? Well, it's supposed to be like I, I know that one of the big waves from that movement was the fact that like, especially during like the pandemic, a lot. This is gonna sound so sad, but like during the pandemic, since a lot of people were at home, and I mean it was pretty depressing. People were like drinking a lot at home, and so it was like this movement of like you can still enjoy the beverages you like. But without the alcohol. But honestly, I've had some and they're actually not bad tasting. Yeah, they're like a soda. Like honestly, if anything, you get the same thing from a sugar high. <laughs> but no, like a healthy alternative and like non-addictive alternative. So you could still feel the stuff that you think you can only get from alcohol. Which was which is helpful. It's like those flavor Sorry. packets for water. <laughs> Sorry, you, you, you can't see this right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm freaking no, out. No, no, no. I'm like, I'm there with you. I'm like so confused right now. Like We, we have really like <laughs> succeeded in, um, what, what philosopher was talking about this? Slavoj Zizek? About like, he has this shtick where he signs like diet, uh, uh, he, he signs Coke cans. Where like, you know, when you want to have something to slake your thirst, you drink water, you eat, a meal for hunger, right? 
Coke doesn't do that. Coke is a beverage, but it doesn't serve any of what is useful for a beverage. It just makes you thirstier. So it's like you. It really is like we've and we've made money off of it. We've made money off of a thing that isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. But polar bears <laughs> and Santa. We've also we've also which uh, you know. Even though they advertise with polar bears, they've added to the reason polar bears were endangered. Mm. Why are they slipping and sliding? Uh, global warming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of global warming, uh, that the commercial that brought back all the the villains from the Austin Powers movies. That was what? Funny. Yeah. Let me look that one up. Yeah, it's 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 uh, for, it was for Ford. Or it was it was for. Um, Oh, we're name dropping a lot of products, by the way, friends. Um, this we're not is no sponsored way... by any of them. Exactly, this is a no way an advertisement for them. We're just talking about commercials. Uh, so this one is they're talking about General Motors. Yeah, General Motors. They're going. They're trying to go carbon neutral by twenty twenty five. Does my car count as going green if my car is green? Yes. Oh, it's... remember? Well, I mean, the... You also have a Fiat. So yes. <laughs> Do you guys remember the the mixed nuts commercial, the one from Planters? Or it's like, yes. Do you eat want to, Do you eat your mixed nuts one at a time, or like a bunch all at once? And it like just ensued like all chaos. Going, <laughs> like everyone was arguing. <laughs> Wait, what's your answer? How do you eat it? it? It depends. Sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm just so lazy, and I'll just go and like just pour the whole thing in my mouth. Are you the person who takes like a handful of Skittles? Because that bugs me so much. I like one at a time. I like to give special attention to each bite. Oh no, we're, it's starting, you guys. It's starting. I'm going to call you by name. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's the most Catholic way <laughs> to enjoy a Skittle, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, um, Things to to take away from this, this podcast today is to treat every, every candy, every chip, Every, every planter's peanut. How do you know which one you like and don't like? You know, <laughs> you take a bite and you're like, oh, that was gross. I didn't do the due diligence to check which one I was eating. How do you like that, Mark? How and do you handle that? And you're just like, I don't like, I don't like any of these nuts at all. See? Rude. Then you just want to eat them all at once then because now you, you, you gave them all equal by giving, by giving no special treatment to any of them. Just stuff oh, them yeah. all So it's mouth. all equal. It is true equity. They're all just treated all at the same time. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> what is this a smoothie? Like <laughs> Um so where where was they going with that commercial? Oh, they they said that one throwaway line at the very end is like who knew that a simple social media statement yes. could cause so much chaos. Yes. And that was that's what they ended the uh, the thing with. And I was like, "Oh, well, that's that's funny, I guess. I mean, we're a little few years too late about that kind of stuff. Social media is cancer." Anyway, um, <laughs> by by the way, in that note, see us on Instagram, see us on um, <laughs> Patreon, <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> podcast on twitter i've got so many questions <laughs> Jeez, where are we now because it's been so long we don't have the site anymore do we no we still have our... the site is still up yeah the site is still okay up. i don't know uh, we could add some articles there i, I mean ronin just has a few less diapers but right <laughs> we they haven't had to buy diapers they're still living off of the baby shower oh there you go <laughs> i think that's how it's supposed to work and you really I really need to build up my friends for when I get married and have kids. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> the master of it is that you become the one where you wait for your friends to have kids first. All of a sudden, you're set for life. All they're buying is diapers. You've got clothes. You've got car seats. And yet, yeah. But that doesn't stop. 
people from buying more clothes. It's so true. I just want to understand who's getting like these J's for like babies. They don't even touch the ground. <laughs> and they're like $60. That's why they, that's why they stay immaculately clean. <laughs> for else. But they're going to crease. What are you going to do? Put some Air Forces in them? Exactly. I hate when I look at a baby. I'm like, your entire outfit costs more. Or like one article of clothing costs more than my entire outfit. How is that possible? You don't that's go anywhere. <laughs> you just stay there and look cute. <laughs> Who are you impressing? Instagram. <laughs> exactly. Do you remember Rodin's like uh, Goku outfit? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the universe of the baby, right? How did we get from <laughs> Super Bowl to my nephew? <laughs> this is just, Sorry, Rodin. I'm, I'm apologizing to you from the past. <laughs> Or you can just delete this, Ethan. <laughs> no, it will be saved all for posterity. That way, when Ronan realizes he is podcast famous, and he was on a podcast that he was never even on. This is like a child who, who is being tagged with hashtags. Did they ask for this? No. This is non-consensual social media social exposure. Media social media is cancer. Once again, just check us out on Instagram. <laughs> Check us out on, I think we have a YouTube. Do we have a YouTube? Yeah, no. we, have, oh, we do have a YouTube. Yeah, we have a Twitch. Yeah, we did a, we a we Twitch. Yes. A while back. <laughs> wow, we did streams before. <laughs> Friends, this would only work by the grace of God. <laughs> by the grace of God. All right. What, what, what else have you guys been watching lately? Encanto. Encanto. Uh, yes, where we don't talk about Bruno, but then proceed to talk about him. Yep, sounds about right. <laughs> Sounds, oh, like, sounds like every Latino family. <laughs> sounds like every family. <laughs> Latino and Filipino. <laughs> I think I remember like a there was a Reddit that was going on with, when they, someone made that comment. It's like, dang, this happens to Latino families? This sounds like, like something that happened in uh, like my, my black family too. And it's like, I guess this is like for all of minority families. There's like that one relative. We just talk, of, we, we don't talk about him, but we proceed to talk about him all the time i'm just saying they were out here accusing bruno of things i'm just like come on how is all of this his fault your fish died you don't you think it just suddenly happened oh you grew a guy oh poor you like eating too many arepas <laughs> <laughs> no amount of arepas will help you for that <laughs> oh, would man. the would the healing arepa heal that though does the arepas heal mental inner things I thought I was talking about over being overweight. Does it heal like a... <laughs> is, oh, is being overweight something healable by an arepa is what Ian's asking. I don't Not know. in a regular universe. <laughs> I, the, the way that that was phrased works, makes me sound really dumb. So <laughs> Are there anxiety dumb. arepas? <laughs> <laughs> you need to go let's get some arepas. <laughs> Arepas are great. Social media is cancer. Um, <laughs> like another child is bored, and they so there's this physical pain and like healing that, and then there's mental like there's another yeah, yeah, tower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, good. There's an arepa for that. Well, I mean, I mean, and also, if you okay, I mean, you know, I'll try to bring some Catholic thing into this, right? The the prophecy, right? Bruno is a pro, is a prophet, right? He kind of sees the the future. Um, I remember hearing once at a at a professional development, not really a professional development. What was it? it was like a faith formation thing with the teachers. Um, and um, someone said that a prophet oftentimes isn't, they're not predicting the future per se, they're just laying bare what is true, and of course the future will bear out that way. So he's just revealing 
what is true at the cart at the at the heart of it and um like uh what was it like oh it looks like it's gonna rain sis right like but, but what did he say he, he explained it as he said i just saw that you were sweating you were nervous yeah, yeah like that yeah, was yeah. the kind of line in his song like he was just pointing out something he wasn't telling the future but if you had but because he had that reputation of everything he said was telling the future then everyone was like kind of like oh i don't want to talk to bruno but i mean the conversation could have been with the like the goldfish lady like the goldfish is like looking kind of sick and like the tank is gross like i'm sure he was like just in conversation i think your goldfish might not be okay and it's not a prophecy it's just conversation <laughs> or like i like the guy's just gaining some weight he's like hey man i think you're gonna get a gut you soon. gotta lay off all the lepus yeah <laughs> hey man, i'm just worried about you okay yeah. <laughs> or, like, or even the the, the, the bald priest he's yeah like, it's like you're getting some bald spots there my guy yeah. like <laughs> What I've been saying the entire time, I've been making this joke with Cam, is just like, oh, like, we were talking about how, like, the, especially with the fish lady, we're just like, you, you must have already not been taking care of your fish to lead it to a point where it was going and to be exactly dying right. anyway. Like, if it immediately <laughs> died, there was, there was something it's going on there already. Yeah. You could be underfeeding it, you could even be overfeeding it. Like, I remember one time we had goldfish, and one of them, like, overate, and the other one, was so hungry because it didn't eat because the other fish ate all its all food. Its food. <laughs> so, so both of them ended up dying. Oh, let me tell you all the story of my prophetic hamsters. Okay, this just reminds me. So growing up, I had hamsters, and you get them two at a time so that they don't feel lonely. And so oh, I, I would name one. <laughs> I would name my hamsters like different things. So like my first hamster was Casper. Casper died because he disappeared into the like little like fluffier things that you fill in the cage. He disappeared and suffocated. And I was like, oh my God. And oh, then my yeah. other my other hamster was Chef Bardie. He died because he overate and got stuck in the little tunnel that leads oh. to where the food is. And I'm like, I need to stop naming these hamsters. <laughs> and then I had my final hamster that lasted the longest. His name was Sniffy. He escaped. And he died because he breathed in too much dust because he somehow ended up into one of our walls. And I was like, so I stopped having hamsters because every time That's I named them, it named that, their death. The hamster... We don't talk about Meg. <laughs> no, 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 no. You no. know what? I, I appreciate how your hamsters at least had like, not like, okay, like a normal death. My hamster, I, I opened the door. We went on vacation. I left the little gate thing open. And it wouldn't escape. But yet when it was closed, it would, like, find master ways to escape. So we started, like, duct taping the whole, like, hamster cage, except for, like, the air holes. And she would eat the plastic and eat the duct tape. So when she finally did die, it's because we left all the, like, everything open. We took out, like, the tubes left so she can go out because we're just like, okay, we're over this hamster. She froze inside. And I was just like, hello? Hello? What happened? Too many options. <laughs> yeah, she liked was, the chase. She was like, I don't know what to do with my freedom. <laughs> she was a Fear prisoner. Of freedom. Speaking of not wanting to know what you do with your freedom, um, some of the students uh, are reading The Stranger by Albert Camus. Um, just if you want to go into existentialism, uh, I would recommend that. Um, moving on, uh, our next segment we have. I, I, don't know I still want to talk about Kanto, though. <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But I mean, there's like a whole themes with like just like all family r dynamics. Like a bunch of us 
I know for me personally, there was like uh, just like dealing with the the dynamics of like um, of big family, and then you, when you have like your aunties and uncles wondering like, oh, why haven't you done something with your life? Like you should have been like the doctor or the the nurse or the businessman or whatever already. It's like, why aren't you doing like? I'm just graduated from school. I don't even know what to I do. I feel with personally my life. attacked. <laughs> But really, that's what that's really what draws a lot of people into Encanto is because it has these archetypes and everyone can kind of fall into those because you can feel that in your own family and the pressures of your family. And what I particularly enjoyed was that it was an it's a multi-generational household. And that's like what I grew up with a lot was like and y'all know, like, you've known us, me and my brother for so long, like our families our house has always been filled. It was like always our family who were like immigrants and my grandparents lived with us for 15 years. And like those dynamics, I saw so much of that in Encanto, like looking at like the relationship between like the abuela with her kids and then with the grandkids and like that pressure and that pressure to kind of perform, especially like if you're a family that does a lot of service and like we grew up in service. So like, I feel like even more so that layer of like us growing up in our ministry, um, really adds to this idea of like this kind of performative nature of like I have to always be performing and that's something like my brother and I talked about maybe it hit me a lot too of like this need to perform on behalf of the brand of my family where it's like wanting to be perfect all the time so it's like I like I would see that a lot with like Isabella's character of like wanting to be perfect seemingly but also like Luis's character of like having to like carry so much and pretend it doesn't affect you and then obviously also like Mirabelle where it's like not feeling enough um or like not feeling like you can hang with all these caricatures that your your family has made for themselves you know to keep up with the brand or the image of the family yeah I think that makes sense it's definitely like about like you want to uphold that appearance because it's it's a lot more difficult when you're the person who quote quote like breaks that reputation and I think like not to say that I'm going to justify everything that like Abuela did but like she had this she felt very pressured to make sure that that everything was always together all the time and as a result and here's like where the you know intergenerational trauma comes in she really passed that on to her kids and her grandkids because it became this whole like oh like if you do something and you make you don't just look bad you make me look bad and that makes us look bad and I feel like that's something a lot of people can really associate with because they feel that like okay if I I think especially with immigrant families right so it's like hey like if I don't do well then my parents would have came here for nothing then all the sacrifice would have been for nothing and that's a lot of pressure to put on someone. Yeah. I think uh, what I really love that was super intentional that everyone who watched it in theaters or even watched the short on Disney Plus uh, is how the uh, the film and Kanto goes hand in hand with, uh, is it Far From Far From Tree? I'm the tech person, so I can look it up right now. The raccoons! Raccoonin! <laughs> yeah, Far From the Tree. <laughs> well, the one with the raccoons and how it kind of, highlights exactly what, uh, in a very short amount of time, that's why I think the short is really impressive, really. I, I highly recommend anyone to see the short if they haven't, but like the, the idea of showing how like, uh, like intergenerational trauma and like hurt can kind of continue 
between generations because it's just kind of like it's it's been normalized as like this is how it works in this family and this is how it's always worked and this is how like I was treated this way I was raised this way so I'm gonna raise you this way and like there's this kind of like wanting to break a cycle like um, I think one of the things that I also wanted to touch upon that I thought was really interesting is also like at least this is my experience from like doing things like ministry and stuff like that and this is something that I found in Encanto as well is like there's this willingness I feel like when you're like the older generation of something to not want to let go passing it on to a younger generation because like there's this like idea that the younger generation doesn't appreciate it as much as the older generation or they're going to do it wrong or they don't hold the same values as the older generation. And it, it's funny to me because like I think about it all the time where it's just like, you know, like the candle in Kanto and like it's like disappearing and the power and the magic of the house is disappearing. And quite literally, it's like Abuela, it's like, I love the fan theory. I'm not sure. It's not canon, so I'm not going to say that this is canon. But a lot of people infer the idea that Mirabelle doesn't have a power because she's like, Abola Abola doesn't have a power. But she's the one kind of heading the family. And there's this idea that she's the one that's supposed to to head the family after Abola. And there's like, there's this quite literal like idea of like, maybe she's supposed to like pass the torch onto to Mirabelle and then like, you know, the candles, the torch and stuff like that. And it's just like, I find that like, it's it's sometimes discouraging as a younger generation to be of like faith or being of wanting to like uphold, like to be the new generation of the church because sometimes it feels like older generations don't want to let you and you might feel like, oh, you don't want to anymore because you are being discouraged, you know? Say that. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's it's a not wanting to let go because of that trauma. Like you've like Abuela's like learn and she's so used to being in this state of survival because of her trauma that like she doesn't know how to look at the situation any differently. And so like you know, like the the like everything's kind of unveiled when she realizes like how much she's like hurt Mirabelle in a sense because she's like, I forgot what I was doing this for. Where it's like especially for like a lot of immigrant families, refugee families, like the that first generation that moves, they feel like everything's survival. It's like, do what you have to do, make a better life for the next generation. Um, but that pressure makes that life for that next generation privileged in a lot of ways, but also like you can relax and like have fun, you know, like you can relax and enjoy your fruits. And I think a lot of times that's what happens. And like this is a conversation I have with my parents too, where it's like you forget to relax and enjoy the fruits because you think you're still trying to scavenge for it. Mm -hmm. um, and like there's also just that point of like lack of communication. Like in Far From the Tree, what I appreciated is spoiler alert for this five minute like, short. Just the whole short. So in in theaters, they would um, Pixar usually puts a short before. The, they do? Main, yeah. Like the lava. It's been so long since I've seen the Pixar <laughs> yes. movie. Uh, that, but lava was a, yes, lava, lava was a short. Sure. Yeah. Lava was so good until it had a happy ending. Yes, Continue. but because... <laughs> I know, I'm not going to lie. I, I, thought it, I thought it was just going to have a sad ending. And then, I thought so too. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, she, about to die. And then, oh, There's here we go. A relationship saved you. Um, we have problems with this, but that's okay. Yes. But for many people who watched it on Disney Plus as their first time, 
the movies are placed separately. So if you actually have to go in and find the short first in order to get like the same experience, so otherwise you just forget. You just go straight to to watching Encanto. So yeah. But the okay. So essentially, the short is there is a raccoon mom and a raccoon child, and they are kind of scavenging for food and like kind of going about um, trying to do it safely. And the raccoon child is obviously super reckless, right? They're like new out the womb, just chilling. They're just like trying to run around and have fun. And the raccoon parent just gets really angry at them for being reckless. Um, And then you get this flashback um, because the raccoon parent finally says where they got their scar from because this raccoon parent has a scar. Um, And it was from, it was from coyote or fox, or coyote. And so... Um, so obviously the raccoon child grows up to adult, has their own raccoon child, um, becomes the raccoon parent. Uh, and instead of doing the cycle of saying no, saying no, and not explaining why they just right out the jump, explain what's going on, what happened. They also have a scar from a coyote from when they were a child. Um, and so that kind of breaks the cycle of now the kid's like, oh, I understand. Like, you're not just trying to break the fun for me. Like you're trying to keep me safe. Um, and so I appreciate that because kind of set the preface of like what could have saved Abuela and Mirabel's relationship was that communication. Well, yeah, and it kind of gets all encapsulated in the the last song, which my favorite, by the way, the um, Abuela sings like, I'm sorry that I hold on, held on so tight, just um, was so afraid to lose you too. The miracle is not the gift you got. The miracle is you that the just you and all of you all of you oh, and then, that song makes me cry yeah. every time every ah. time because so yeah you, like whether it's like the kind of like work mentality where it's just what can you do in like your office or like your job or like in, or in a like, family or in a family or like ministry your, your ministry like like what can you do instead of forgetting like there's a person behind all the stuff that's going on and you gotta recognize that they they have feelings too, that they have emotions, they have hopes, dreams, and all of that. And you kind of forget when you're caught up in the, the do mentality that all of that kind of stuff. And that's where kind of like the hurt comes in when, when, you, when we lose sight of the humanity of someone and then just because we're so focused on either survival or like success or fame or whatever would like it like the family in Encanto I think it's such a big step the fact that she even apologized right like I think a lot of us can resonate with the idea that like like for me I didn't grow up in a household where like you apologize right away you know you do something you do some type of act of service right so like either there's food ready or like there's a gif of some type but there was never like a true apology and I feel like that part of the film like was really really powerful because it was the idea that she didn't need to do something grand right like she didn't have to go and try to fix things she just needed to apologize and show that vulnerability and really like reach out to Mirabelle's vulnerability because I think part of it was that Abuela was also threatened by the fact that Mirabelle was exposing all these different vulnerabilities within each person and like the fact that everyone just couldn't keep it together quote quote I think was really really hard for her because she's like I've been trying so hard to uphold this appearance that she forgot to keep together her whole family yeah uh i think one of the things i also want to touch on because it's kind of like a combination of what i heard from meg and a little bit of what i heard from like mark is like uh 
what Meg touched upon is like the one of the things that I think is interesting about like the dynamic between I guess maybe a lot of us who are like coming from like minority families is like this idea of like uh, we grew up in households where maybe like our parents or grandparents like came from another country and there was like this huge kind of uh, survival kind of mentality and like there's this like divide when it comes to like communication between those of a younger generation because it's like the the mentality is different. I feel like with their with their generation, it's like we we need to survive. Whereas like maybe people, especially me, because I feel like I come from like I've said on the podcast before, like I'm a graphic designer, I'm artsy and stuff like that. But I feel like with a lot of like younger people in our generation who want to do things like content creation or be like music, art, stuff like that, is like this idea that like okay, their their mentality is survival, and our mentality is like okay, we don't need to survive as extremely anymore. So now I want to be fulfilled, and it's like this two this this dynamic of like survival versus fulfillment between and it's just kind of like you know like wanting communication to find that sort of understanding between those two generations because they're very different and it's just like how do you find understanding in each other that way you understand like what each other needs to to feel like they're doing the right thing in life you know yeah i think it also brings up the idea of like when it comes to like a survivalist mindset there's very measurable there's very measurable things that you can say like to make someone be successful, right? Whether it's like, oh, like something you own, whether it's your assets, so like your house, your car, or how much you make versus like fulfillment. I think it's harder for a lot of older generations to kind of grasp that concept because it's like, well, then how do you measure what makes you fulfilled? Because shouldn't you be fulfilled by having, you know, like a big house because it's a roof over your head, you know? Or like, how do you measure what that happiness looks like? Because it's this constant fear of, well, what if it runs out? And I feel like sometimes it's just bridging that bridging that gap in understanding of, well, it's okay if you're not able to measure it because I think this generation's really moving towards like mental health and things like that because we're realizing that money is not enough. Appearances aren't enough. Like there has to be more than just working for the next 50 years. But if, have y'all tried Jesus? <laughs> In fact, sometimes they bring more, like the, the, what was it, the talk more money, more problems? <laughs> not really, though. <laughs> really, though. Are we back the in the Super Bowl? Let's arm. not be MC Hammer broke. A word from our sponsors, Alpha. <laughs> Got questions? Try Alpha. No pressure, no commitment. <laughs> I have something to say. Stars don't shine, they burn. No, well, no, it wasn't that, but th that is true. Um, they undergo nuclear fusion. Um, <laughs> when, when Ian's feeling emotional, this is what he does to cope. Yeah, yeah. So that's he what it was. So I was watching. Facts. I, I was watching. Because uh, um, so I, I watched it uh, at Meg's. We had, like, I guess it was a wine and cheese night. And it was. Uh, oh, yeah, it was. It was wine, uh, cheese, crying. Crab feed. It was the crab oh, yeah. feed. Crab, crab and crying. Uh, <laughs> crab and crying. But not crabs and crying. For, for me, uh, I just, um, I, I, if I don't joke about it, it will crush me. So, I, yeah, I, I, was, I was crying because I was joking about it because I was crying on the inside. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and I um, just scoot over. I'm like, Ian, you don't have to cope like this. You can just feel what you feel. Nope. 
Nope. <laughs> nope. That's the generational difference between you and me. You're all younger than I, and no, no. Not you don't, that you much. Don't cry. You don't Somehow cry. that matters. I'm an, you I'm an, age yourself. I, I am an elder millennial. <laughs> Y'all are mid. <laughs> You're a proper millennial. I'm the baby. This is great. <laughs> Tail in. A zillennial? Ooh, no. No, I, no. That's, that's me. Zillennial. Like Z- oh, zillennial versus zillennial. I thought of Zillow. How, how, do you pr- like, how do you pronounce Zillow? a millennial with the X on it then? Zillennial. So they're both. They're both. Are these related xylophones? No, no. So we, maybe we could call Gen Z and millennial crossover Zendialennial. Zendialennial. <laughs> 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 At this point, it would have been a great segue to, to do, and if anyone wanted, any yeah, us watched so it. You guys want to. You guys want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about Encanto. Let's talk about uh, No Way Home. Uh, <laughs> no Way Home, <laughs> where everyone has to. We have to heal everyone. Man, I don't know if we want to talk about No Way Home. Um, <laughs> I like I like the restorative justice aspect. It's so countercultural to the cancel culture that we have right now. Like so many people are all about like let's just cancel someone who has done something wrong, who is a villain in the stories, and this this contradicts that idea that so many of us have bought into. Like a lot of my students, I survey them because we go over cancel culture. And class and i survey them and i'm like well how do you feel about cancel culture and everyone's like oh i'm anti-cancel culture but then you have these further conversations and you find out that it's still so much embedded in how they run things they're like i'm like oh well you know like i have this article from such and such like interview with such and such person and it's a celebrity who's been canceled and like oh i I don't want to listen to that or i don't want to hear what they have to say and it's like you just said you're anti-cancel culture. And so like what was really great about No Way Home was like that restorative justice aspect that criminals aren't, they don't just stay criminals. And it goes against the American monolith that a lot of comic books have been based off of where it isn't just good and evil. Like there's a spectrum there and no one's born evil. Like they just need that healing and restorative moment. And like Tom Holland being like the newest Spider-Man and being one of the younger Avengers kind of brings into this idea, this new way, this refreshed way, though people think is naive, but this refreshed way of how do we look at our criminals? Cause we've already gone to this point where our criminals have had these backstories. We have like, we have in Disney, at least in Maleficent, you know, we have like Ultron where it becomes Vision, you know, it's like, it's like we already have seen these times when the the criminals and the the superheroes weren't what they seem so it's like now tom holland's like spider-man is like hey we could look at things differently (laughs) i think it's amazing how much of (laughs) of the movie is kind of based that it's all spider-man's fault (laughs) that all the chaos is ensuing because he didn't want he he just wanted to get his friends into college He ends up being really the more of the villain, like his own worst villain in the whole movie because he's the one who caused all the villains from all the different universes to appear. And now he has to go fix it. You, you got a similar thing going actually back with Encanto where the kind of, there wasn't a real like major villain in there. How did you tie them together? <laughs> It's these systemic issues. Yeah, but it's it's like the systemic issues and the that you're your own worst enemy. You know what? Uh, Green Goblin was right. Gods don't need to choose. (laughs) You're all handicapped by your moral compass. (laughs) 
But I, I'm just trying. I'm going to the uh, Green Goblin is probably the best Marvel villain in the MCU. Oh, for sure. Just Especially because, whatever. I mean, like Thanos. The yes, goblin, I killed. The, yes, the false <laughs> goblin. For Disclaimer: sure. um, Ian is not a villain. <laughs> when he when he no, I am a villain. I chose. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> he does not speak no, for no, all I'm, villains. I'm beginning my villain arc. I'm just kidding. No. Um, no, the idea that the because he goes the full on like it's. All that power, and you still have to like you know handicap yourself with goodness. And I was like, whoa, like that is the power. That is the problem of modern man. That's modernism in a nutshell, right? Um, we get to make the rules because we are the powerful. Um, gods don't need to choose, right? That's what he says. And and and, and killing Aunt May to show him that, like, because Aunt May was really holding him back. Aunt May was holding back Peter Parker. You had to waste your time healing everybody. You know, so wow, what a guy! What a it's all so personal. So if someone holds who hurts you, if someone holds you back, get someone else to kill them. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. So uh, the solution because Peter wasn't strong enough to kill himself. Oh my gosh! Maybe maybe in some we do not condone killing your ex. Red dot on your forehead. See, I told you they can't. They can't. They can't deal with it. Uh, so what I got from this was killing ants fine, killing uncles wrong. Got it. <laughs> because we did it too many times in the previous time. Yeah. <laughs> because... Equality, equality. Yeah, exactly. So you gotta kill an ant. Wow. I'm just kidding. Social media is cancer. Yeah. Check us out. Murder is bad. Um... I like the redemption. Let's let's just go the other way. I like the redemption aspects for all of the Spider Men. Are yes. we gonna go to the classic overplayed? Who's your favorite Spider Man? My students, they came up to me and they're like, Miss A, who was your who's your favorite Spider Man? And I was like, Okay, favorite Peter Parker, favorite Spider Man. Like, no, like favorite Spider Man. And I'm like, that's so difficult. I love Andrew Garfield for what he was and the role he played in my life. Oh, I, agree. As a- I, I only encounter people who don't like him. So I'm just like somebody actually likes him. He just was in a in a really badly written He's movie. a great actor in a bad yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they all had to play their specific roles, you know, like like in terms of what the world needed at that time, we needed a lovey-dovey Spider-Man at that time. <laughs> what did you? Oh, you 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 chose the the Garfield one, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I well, I said Spider-Man wise only only because of the fact that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man doesn't need a contraption for the webs. I that was the best part. He was like, "How do you? Where does it come from? Does it come out anywhere?" Oh, else? that was so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, yeah no that's, that's I mean for me Tobey Maguire I mean that's straight up like who who noticed who who noticed that Tom Holland's uh, new apartment was T- Tobey Maguire's apartment floor plan anyone notice that what? no I didn't notice that uh, yeah well, I'm not that <laughs> yeah you read so, that you didn't notice um, that you read that <laughs> good. I mean he was the one the first the first to tangle with with Norman Osborn and you know like just You're it was right. so good it was so good. And Norman Osborn, though, the true, uh, sorry. <laughs> but I feel for Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man when he's like, man, I didn't get to travel the world like y'all did. Like, I didn't get these cool superheroes. I feel for him, you know? He didn't get He didn't get all those things. He, he, hey, was... hey, hey, what's with this negative self-talk? You're amazing. <laughs> right? You're amazing, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so 
good. No, there was also funny that 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 kind of like throw throwaway line with uh, Jamie Foxx's character, uh, Electro. He was like, "I thought you were gonna be black." <laughs> <laughs> Helping poor people. I, like, <laughs> yeah. I love the redemption time for Jamie Foxx's character, like his villain. Like, yes, that was because, a- like, <laughs> I was like, when I watched the first time he was in it, because I was with Andrew Garfield Spider Man, right? Was it? Yeah. He was, a, he was a nerd, right? A super nerd. Like, yeah, this. and like, I was like, man, they got Jamie Foxx and they didn't even, they did him dirty with this one. So then they bring him back in No Way Home and I'm like, yes. <laughs> Welcome to pretend I'm just standing here buck ass naked. <laughs> I just, after watching No Way Home, I just want them to continue all the franchises again. Give me another Reboot Tony all three movie. of them. Just Give me together. another Andrew Garfield movie. Yeah, no, continue I mean, with Holly. Just you know, with Multiverse of Madness, which I'm incredibly excited for, and all of that coming together. And you, you all saw the, tr- the new trailer from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And you, you just, and when I heard Patrick Stewart's voice, I was like, okay. Let's Not ready. <laughs> he's he's like we should tell him the truth. I was like, uh oh, what the Illuminati? What <laughs> all the uni- all the franchise universes are collapsing into one universe? Uh, just so, I mean, I'm, what May sixth? Right, that's around my birthday. I think I'm gonna rent a theater for that. Yeah, you should. Ooh, yeah, do it. Yeah, that would be fun. too bad. We can't bring our own food in there. Uh, yeah, you can. You're a boy. You have it's, pockets. I'm just gonna bring this bag because I was just gonna set up some tables. You know, the, the, in the large, th- you know how like a a general what's a general movie theater has general movie theater has like <laughs> long, wow. wide, uh, for, for the record Ian just saluted at general like you know how I met your mother <laughs> but have you watched how I met your father uh, I have yes. not seen that Lizzie McGuire it's just Lizzie have, McGuire. this is the Lizzie wanted. McGuire reboot that we didn't want but got <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it. <laughs> I wanted it. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm not lying. I just watched um, it. And I'm just like, what about Gordo? <laughs> so I, I wanted to just set up like a Kamayan table with that like large like the hallway in between the two seats areas. You know what I'm saying? Like where the handicapped seats are. <laughs> oh, like a, that wow. would be sick. But uh, how knows? am I supposed we'll to eat see. in the dark? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you just gotta trust yourself. Also true. You never eaten in the dark? <laughs> Privileged life. You have. I'm gonna stop making these comments because Kem is just gonna keep asking me like, what was it like for our ancestors? <laughs> Ian? How big was your dinosaur? <laughs> Is that why you have calluses on your feet? It all makes sense. It's <laughs> painful. Just painful. Um, so anyway, uh, Ned Ned was oh, Ned, really yeah, funny. <laughs> Andrew Garfield saying sorry, Lola lives rent free in my mind. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he goes and speaks. The Lola speaks in Tagalog to Ned to get, have him clean the the cobwebs <laughs> off the room. Like, <laughs> and then like I'm going to bed. Good night. I still can't with Ned. I'm just like, okay, so you're telling me you all have this grand scheme planned out and you figured out how to open the portal, but you didn't think to practice closing it? Nope. <laughs> like, hello? It, it just, it wasn't priority at the moment, you know? <laughs> I was just like, okay. That's why when he wasn't closing it, I was like, okay, wait, I, I hope so you didn't like practice a, this? <laughs> there's a multiverse variant of Ned Leeds as the Sorcerer Supreme somewhere. Do y'all watch What If? I was watching one of. I was watching. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. So what if the what Watcher if broke his oath? What to? That was um, 
Well, I mean, some some people did some deep dives on like the uh, the poster for Multiverse of Madness, and they saw Captain Carter's shield, and I'm like, wait. Peggy Carter is going to come in as Captain Britain or whatever. Or not Captain Britain, but something else. But, like, are we going to have, like, I don't know. There's so many possibilities. Are we going to follow the What If series, but in a movie? There's so many possibilities, I think. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Optimus Prime, like, appeared in in the Multiverse of Madness. There's also that scene when um, when Ned goes up to... um, uh, Toby Maguire, Spider Man, it's like, did you have a best friend? <laughs> and oh says, God, oh. that's so wrong. <laughs> that's so wrong. Oh no. He was, he was, he was traumatized, and then goes up to his Spider Man. It's like, I promise, I will never kill you. <laughs> yeah. That's the best part about this Spider-Man. It's like the previous Spider-Mans are always alone. And I mean, the comic book series, like Spider-Man's a bit of a loner. Like he's all, like he shows up in random parts of, of Marvel. Like one, at some point he's part of the Fantastic Four. And then in some story arc, he, like he's never really fully part, never really feels like he's fully part of the Avengers. But like in this series, like he ha- he doesn't need that. He has he has his crew, like he has his village, and that's something that the previous ones didn't have. Ian, you're gonna be Spider Man. What, what is that? Mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a village. What, what's the? <laughs> We're your village, bro. Yes. You're welcome. I'll practice oh, through the cool. portal. <laughs> well, it's all right. Everyone leaves, so that's. Yeah, but that that's kind of the thing though that that made the Spider Man like that the way to end the end all the chaos that was going on was for him to give that up and that was kind of that, that was kind of the, the sad part about the ending and that's, 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 I am going to be Spider-Man <laughs> 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 no. uh, what, what, what was it I don't know why when you started talking about he has his crew now I just started thinking about Harry Potter and like <laughs> like all that for some reason I, I don't know why the boy uh, who live mixtape. I'm wasting that on Instagram. What? I'm gonna share with you right now. The boy who lived mixtape. What kind of universe is this? I'm gonna share it with you. Let me find it. Just you wait. I didn't know. Any word from our sponsors while I do this? This episode, in the style of Comedy Bang Bang, this episode of uh, Truly Universe is brought to you by Squarespace. Make it. <laughs> <laughs> No, just kidding. Betterhelp.com. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's be real. It's really brought to you by Cam. Uh, Cam, <laughs> 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 All right, I just send it to you on Instagram. Check your Instagram. Brought to you by viewers like you. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, whatever. Maybe I should just get a job with PBS. You know what I'm saying? Just be the guy. The guy. Sell the... your voice. Yes, yes. Ariel. Ariel. Be voice plus All right. Uh, so Ian. Um, now that we get, we we have this, can you describe to the viewers what we're, we're looking at? <laughs> so, um, so someone took it. Was I guess it, was a, it must be a set picture of uh, Daniel Radcliffe. This is probably very early in the movies. Uh, he's in his closet that is underneath his room, underneath the staircase, and someone had uh, put notes on the top of that saying, "Photoshop the light out for a mic," and this would be the hardest mixtape cover I can imagine. The next photo is they change the light into a recording mic. They put the parental advisory, explicit content, and then it just says the boy who lived written along the the banister. Um, we'll, so share it, we'll share it on our social media, which yeah. is cute. I'll read you the track list. Number one, under the stairs. Two, butter beer. Three, uh, the titular song, the boy who lived. 
four owl postcard, five broomstick servicing kit. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Parental advisory <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Number six under the spell. Seven ghosts in the bathroom. Eight jelly beans. Nine, nine and three quarters. Oh boy. Oh boy. Spelled out. It's not the number. It's spelled so, out. So good. <laughs> Nine and three quarters just makes me feel like when I tell people, I'm like, I'm five, one and seven eighths. I feel that same energy. <laughs> it's just like when small children and I'm like, I'm four and three quarters. Yes. I still do that in my adulthood. <laughs> I'm holding. It's too fire. The fractions count. Too fire. They do. They always do. Know your fractions. How else am I going to eat my pizza? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm just going to take a bite in it. <laughs> I'm a menace. Should we jump to the the next Andrew Garfield one? Oh, tick tick boom! Yeah, I need to leave the room. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Oh, he dies. But we all knew that, right? The ship like, is sort of sinking. <laughs> no, I got you. Wait, no, I got you. Wait no, are you really we... shocked? No, no. Oh, I was no, gonna be like, I, I didn't, I didn't catch the well, word play. Well, because I mean, he did, I mean, that's why he wrote Rent. Rent was about uh, yeah. AIDS, right? Yeah. Was it not? But he died before he got to see the stardom of it. Yes. I did not know that. The first. Yeah. This is a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Literally, a... the the. This day is why of... I can't watch it. I'm like not ready. My heart's not ready. That's why I avoided Encanto for the longest time. Everyone say, "Oh, you got to watch Encanto. Watch Encanto." Nah. <laughs> I said a little more maliciously because I wanted to see. Yeah, and I go, and I go. My, my my main thing was like, I go to watch movies to escape my realities. <laughs> like, I don't want to be. This one's gonna tell you to embrace it. <laughs> yeah, this one's kind of like the opposite of Encanto, where he goes all for like his dream, mm-hmm. and the the point where he sacrifices basically everything. Wow. His his health, his uh-huh. his friends, his family, his um, sanity. It's okay, Ian. I'm gonna be Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Spider Man. I, I want to be Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, like he he doesn't even realize his his friend his best friend Michael has has AIDS, right? I think it was AIDS. I don't know. Don't look at me. I didn't watch it. Uh... <laughs> yes, it sounds right. Wait, wait, wait. Where did you guys watch it off of? It's that... on Netflix. Netflix. It's on Netflix? Okay. This is cool. Lin-Manuel cool. Miranda's first directorial. That man is everywhere. We're yes. going to get saturated with his work. It'll be like <laughs> Lil Wayne in 2008. <laughs> like, oh. Have you seen the ones where it's like, there's a guy who <laughs> just... <laughs> Young money face. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy who impersonates like uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, and they have him sing like all the Encanto songs. It's so good. it was really highly, funny. Highly recommend. It was really funny hearing him sing. Uh, what was it? We don't talk about Bruno. So he does everything, all the parts, including when they're all like overlapping, like as Lin Manuel Miranda always does with his songs. Like he has everyone singing their own thing all at once, and it's just really funny because it's all his voice. It's all his like nasally kind of voice. Like it was my wedding day. It was our wedding day. We don't meet at a man. Yes. Shh. <laughs> oh, should we move on to a different one? Then? No, no. Which okay. is why um and the the the, the Lin Manuel Miranda techniques of uh, Sondheim. Anyone Stephen Sondheim? Rest in peace, Stephen Sondheim. Um. 
Spoiler alert, he also died. Well, he, yeah, he died recently. <laughs> we all died. Welcome to Mortality Mondays. Ooh, it's not Monday. It's a Saturday. Mortality Monday. Uh, welcome to Sad Saturday. <laughs> so, Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, how, how long is that? Just, just wondering. Runtime? Yeah, two uh, hours. Wait, wow. let's, oh, wait. I'm, I'm the tech guy. I can just look it up. Two hours. 55 minutes. Uh, so, there's a play of the same name. Um, written by Jonathan Larson that later gets adapted from a one a one person show to a three person th- uh, show. Oh wow! And um, if you um, once you once we got once Lin Manuel Miranda gets to like pro- um, getting ready to like direct this film, they he does some more research with the original writer of the three person play, and they find from Jonathan Larson's archives. That the play is semi-autobiographical. This was kind of written in response to um, him trying to put this play out called Super- Superbia, but everyone loved it. It had like rave reviews at the workshop, but it didn't go because it didn't go to Broadway or off Broadway or anywhere because it wasn't going to be like financially successful. So he kept. So he. It was kind of so he wrote this play as kind of like a response to like being ticked off at like he like being that starving artist who can never get a break. And when Lin Manuel Miranda goes into making this film, they decide let's use the play as a as a as a setting device to to portray uh, the the life of Jonathan Larson. And then kind of give more autobiographical or biographical stuff so that we could present this as like the life of this great playwright. So mm, okay, so it's so it's not it is it's autobiographical in a sense, or yes. it really is fully autobiographical. It is semi. Yeah. Interest. That's an I'm interesting. I'm not gonna lie though. Like take. when I was watching it the whole time, I was just like. Susan's so pretty. Like I was like, I am about this. I'm about this natural hair going on. I was feeling it. But Vanessa Hudgens kills it in this movie. Yeah, she, she does, kills a minor role in yeah, the play. <laughs> she does she does really, really well. And I think it's I think it cracks me up because sometimes like you know, like I'll talk to like some of like my teens and they'll be like, Yeah, well, you know, Vanessa Hudgens, like she only went somewhere because of high school musical. I'm like, do y'all not know why she got casted for high school musical? Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> it's because she was already talented, which is why they brought her on. They're like, they didn't no, need to no, change no. her voice for someone else's. It's cool. They just have to change her to, to see. It's fine. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, Vanessa Hudgens is it anywhere? She's not doing so well. And it's like, no, she's on Broadway. That's incredible. Like, she's <laughs> been on Broadway she's all the years. On movies, that mean and she does Netflix um, Christmas movies on the side. <laughs> <laughs> For real, she has a movie where she literally plays all three roles. Like, <laughs> that is another universe. And if you think she's not going anywhere, you got to rethink success. <laughs> no, it's really crazy too because so the in the in the stage play, um, there's a character, the the, the titular character. John, who is the analog for actual Jonathan Larson. And then you have the other two characters playing dual roles. And you have Carissa and Susan played by the, f- the female lead. And it kind of goes back and forth where he has like his, his, the, the, his stage woman in his life. And then he has his, the real woman in his life. And kind of going back and forth between the two about like who's more important and then yeah 
because he's spending Stage so much. real woman? Yeah, because he was f- he's so focused on like get getting the workshop <laughs> his play together. So and it kind of gets crazy too because in the actual play, the the song "Come to Your Senses" is sung by the female lead who's supposed to be portraying Caressa, the, the, the stage actress. But then he says, all I could see is Susan, his girlfriend in the play. And then when you see the Netflix dramatization of it, the, it's a duet between um, Vanessa Hudgens and Alexander Ship. So it's like this back and forth, like kind of going back. And it was so cool just seeing the seeing back and forth, like come to your senses, come to your senses. And just seeing the, the, the differences in their voice um, because one, um, as they're portraying their particular characters, like one is kind of like being like, you're supposed to be mine. And the other one's kind of trying to be more like, I'm, I'm trying to portray this play as, uh, as, as authentically as I can. And then the two kind of meet and then he, but in his head, he's like, what is going on? I just can't stop seeing my girlfriend in this instead of like, you know, actually. Yeah. It's like, it's like this economy of like seeing your dream realized and also seeing someone like who's like begging you to stay. Like, it's like this dichotomy of like, that's a very, that's a very, there's more than one soulmate in life. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, what what are you willing to do to get to go for your dream? (laughs) Yeah. No. And and that's kind of also why the play is so kind of, Fascinating that Lynn Manuel takes it. <laughs> it's also kind of like Hamilton too, where it's like, what are you willing? Like you, you like, why do you write like you're running out of time? Because he's just like writing his play the whole time. Watch then... out, we're learning more about Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah, whatever. I... <laughs> <laughs> right, With every concept. <laughs> no, he actually did play John in one of the dramatizations of this. In one of the like an off Broadway thing. Lil Wayne in 2008. <laughs> you're going to hear Lin Manuel Miranda. And everyone's going to be like, I'm so tired of this Lin Manuel Miranda guy. <laughs> 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 like, it's gonna be like... What was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude is becoming like Stan Lee in all the Broadway movies. Because he shows up in his. Because like, he's that talented. Can't beat him? Join him. <laughs> yeah, it's also fascinating too, the Sunday, the, the Sunday song. Because it's like basically a cameo from like every major, every major like Broadway ish. It's like an Avengers scene for Broadway. Exactly. Just a bunch of cameos. Yeah, the act the actresses from uh, from Hamilton in there. You have Lin Manuel. It's like one of the the cooks in the the diner. (laughs) Yeah. What's this again? What's this? Oh, oh, wow. There, there's a song called Sunday where it's just like him making fun of the, the people going out for brunch at the diner that he's working because he's broke. <laughs> so, but Hi. then it's like a cameo of like every single like big player in, big in Broadway. Broadway. So yeah. do they have like, who's the guy that plays the Evan Hansen kid? Ben Platt. Yeah, but he's like a 34-year-old trying to masquerade as a teenager. <laughs> yeah, like, like Pen15, if like, anyone's watched that on Hulu. Oh. <laughs> but they had like uh, Daphne Ruby Vega, who was from In the Heights in in both the... Or he, she, she was in Rent as well as in, in the Heights in the, 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 the movie version. So, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was like... This is all these caveats. <laughs> yeah, gonna watch it tonight. Mm-hmm. 
if you take take away one thing, if, if you don't like Broadway, like Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> this is truly Broadway. <laughs> okay, easier, easier stuff. If you like Disney, then then watch Broadway because it's like the same thing. It's, just, it's like the same thing except with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The same thing with people. <laughs> Disney has no people. <laughs> so no. what is it? Like, souls. Disney doesn't have people. They have slaves. <laughs> so wait, oh, what are trying so hard to avoid a soul conversation today? today? Social media is cancer. <laughs> Social media is cancer. Disney. Broadway is Disney, but with real people. people. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, whatever. Whatever. Thing Am I really? I'm the only one who watched Eternals. Did you watch? I, I did, um, but I, I I know you really liked it. I I was me. I liked it. Yeah. I also watched the assembled for it. Oh, I see. But I mean, it's like it was so crazy. It was like I couldn't handle it because they had Salma Hayek, they had Angelina Jolie. At the end, there was Harry Styles, and I was like, "This is the brother this is of too Thanos. much. This is a lot of money. There's a lot of money in this." Yeah. I mean, that's the, it's a space opera, but oftentimes were little things that I was just like, okay, you're kind of ruining the feel of a space opera. Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of people didn't like was that there was the classic Marvel moments of when something's emotional, you just have to cut through it with like some funniness. But I thought it was an incredible movie, like artistically speaking, because they use like mostly natural settings and like everyone who was acting in it was really, was really great. So mm. I, um, I it was, it was, it was huge. I felt like you could have done it. Um, it would have been nice to have as like a, one of the mini series to really flesh out more things. It was definitely a huge it just, undertaking. It just skips all over the freaking like throughout time and space. It's, it was over the span of ten thousand years. And you're just like, uh, okay, <laughs> like, yeah, I was just like, this is a lot happening, and it already was, you know. And I don't know, I don't know whether I like. Okay, what guy? Do, what, what format do you prefer? Do you prefer a movie, classic movie, or these smaller? Like we've seen more of these mini series. That are like a few movies in a row. I definitely like series more, even if they're miniseries, because you have longer time to develop characters okay. and build. Yeah, I, I I like that format too. I mean, like one one example I think of is like we've we've talked about on the the podcast was Queen's Gambit. That was that was really good as a series of episodes, like a like a long format series instead of just like a movie. Yeah. I, I would have really loved to see me if this was like episode one of of, of a little mini series on the Eternals or something. Uh, that'd been great. And I also, I mean, the weird part about the whole, you know, because it's in the Marvel universe, right? And the whole like, well, how come you didn't do anything when Thanos came around? Well, it had nothing to do with deviance, and then the whole deviance thing seemed. They they were like, yeah, these seem okay. <laughs> like like deviants were like, it was like, oh. But I, I thought that was interesting. Like, I'm the kind of person where it's like, I like when there's like, oh my gosh, there was a story. There's another there's a, yeah, thing going there was a on. There's a secret war happening. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's like, we're Catholic. That's kind of like, our thing is like, there's a secret war going on of like, of that we don't see between angels and demons, you know? Like, maybe that's the part of it where it like really attracted me. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, like, you have two, you have two actors from Game of Thrones. You got the person that made the score for Game of Thrones. You got like all the Chloe Zhao, is an incredible director. Like visually, um, it was so great to watch. Oh, the director's great. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, it, was, I, it was sumptuous for the eyes. I like that. 
I do yeah. agree. Like it would have been really good as a series. Like we've we like we like WandaVision. We like we like um, Loki. I liked Hawkeye a lot because you get to like deep deep dive into these characters that didn't get that much time screen time in the Marvel sure. series or Marvel. And movie. and you know with Kingpin. Well, spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> <Yes>. Sorry. <laughs> uh, with with you know Netflix's Daredevil's Kingpin. <laughs> being and then Daredevil the... was in No Way Home. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, what? <laughs> Everything's colliding. <laughs> wild, mm-hmm. wild ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Movies are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel is crazy. That's what it is. Wow. Like, anything can go. Anything can happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm more, like, native-wise, I'm more of a... I was always more of a DC person. I, I feel that yes but myself. It just it just couldn't they can't compete on the movie end like it was just. But series are good. Well. Series are good. Um, I am excited for the Robert Pattinson yes. Batman. That looks really interesting to me. Um, I saw a TikTok of a, it was just this guy like listening. It was a. It was, the funny part is that, so it's a it's a black guy listening to the soundtrack for the new the Batman film, and uh, he he wrote there on it was just him saying like. The soundtrack to this movie is so good that I don't care that I don't care that Batman hasn't done much for the poor of Gotham. I I'm, I welcome the gentrification. I welcome the, <laughs> the, the fact that he's a white savior and he's just gonna he just comes in with his big jet and punch people in the face. I just I love <laughs> so come I love on. that. I love come how on. that trailer is cut in general. It's just like this woman talked to him. It's just like what have you done? And it's just like in between cuts, it's like what have you done? Like and then it's he's just punching punch jokers. It's <laughs> like oh, it's just basically. You don't do anything, and it's just like, like hitting so mm-hmm. like, out in the streets. <laughs> I actually showed the, the trailer once as because in the we've uh, block classes, so like an hour twenty for the classes. So in between lectures for AP Bio, I was like, "Y'all just want to see something?" I showed the the the, the, the trailer, and uh, a lot of the girls were like, "Robert Pattinson's in this was Like, yeah, I guess you know. And they're like, "Oh wow, that's." And then at the end, they just they all clapped, and I was like, "Why'd you clap? It was just a trailer." <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know. It's hey, good. that's an attention span. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, like, that's, that's impressive. They can't handle a movie. They only a trailer. That's as long as TikTok. Yeah. Oh man, that is another. That's another ver- universe. <laughs> TikTok. What? TikTok. Uh, no. 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 Bringing it back to Defoe. Like I know a lot of people. Like oh, they've only seen Pattinson in, in Twilight. Like he he's great with like I I remember him in Lighthouse with Defoe is a really really good movie. Like, mm. He's I a great actor. Yet, yeah. I, I will defend him as a as a great choice for 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 Batman. But, um, that's just me. I mean, well, I'm Don't judge him based on Twilight. Judge him yeah. based on other things he's done. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of things. The fact like, that he doesn't shower. A lot seems to be a theme. Okay, I judge that wholeheartedly. Can I just judge that? No, no. The, the theme of like, what was it? It's like um, great actors, but they were just given terrible <laughs> like writing. The so, Amazing Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because have you seen him in any of his other movies? Like, man, well, and he's Who, a method actor, and he was in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so we'll wrap it up. Well, I'm Ian. I'm Mark. I'm Meg. I'm still Cam. <laughs> and I'm Matt. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Truly Universal is a production of Urban Picks, All Things to All. Theme song by Demi Guevara. Audio production by Ethan Coe. 
and outro song by Chris Kabilis. You can find all of our content on our website, www.urbanpix.com slash trulyuniversal. Please like and subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to contact us, send us an email at trulyuniversal at urbanpix.com. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.